this great season of Advent that the church has celebrated for centuries might be called our spiritual wake-up call. And this first Sunday of Advent that seems every year to arrive before it's time, or at least before we're ready, is sort of the alarm that's going off in our spiritual consciousness. Maybe we haven't noticed the months going by, or maybe we're just in denial that another calendar year, another liturgical year is coming to a close. But we are first and foremost a faith-filled people on a faith-based journey. And so let this new liturgical year mean something for all of us. We say we sing, we think, we pray, and we utter this intention. Let us begin again. The scripture phrases that we heard today, like, awake from your sleep, the day is at hand, stay awake, be prepared, are the cries of the prophet Isaiah, the preaching of Paul, the admonitions of Jesus coming to us all as we enter a spiritual awakening once again. This biblical language is, of course, not directed at our physical posture. Paul's audience was likely hearing his letter read in the midst of their Sunday celebration and they would be awake to Paul's letters. They were anticipated. Jesus' disciples were gathered around him, and we have every expectation that they were awake hanging on his parables and his teachings. And here we are in our time and in our place, and from my place here, it looks to me like you are awake. And what are we awake for? What are we prepared for? Why do we keep vigilance as though sleep was a bad idea and we might miss something important? Well, there is that other part of our being, and yet it's all one. Our spiritual and our physical attentiveness are as one. Our heart that needs to be alert and yet we ask for what? Isaiah says that in the days to come we are to walk in the light of the Lord, to walk in the paths of the Lord. In the days to come, Isaiah says, one nation will not raise sword against another, neither shall they learn war anymore. But we are not there yet. We need to begin again for the peace and the harmony that our ancestors hoped for, that we hope for. We are still walking both in the light and yet toward the light. Isaiah's words of hope hang with a kind of pregnancy in the air 
yet today. Those words, a people shall beat their swords into plowshares. We're not there yet. We need to begin again believing that we're still walking toward that light. These words of Isaiah remind me of a news item from just a few years ago, maybe three or four years ago. It was reported in the news media that Mikhail Kalishnikov had died. And a reporter reported having interviewed him shortly before his death. He was the Russian designer of the assault rifle, often simply referred to as the AK-47. And in the interview, he said to the reporter, if I had known that this invention of mine, that this rifle would have been used to kill people, so many people, I would have designed farm machinery. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Can we still hope that that will be a reality? Let us begin again. We are still walking toward the light. And maybe we take courage from Paul's words when he said that our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. In 1955, on this day, December the 1st, Rosa Parks sat in her seat and refused to move to the back of the bus. And she started a campaign against racism and for equality. But we are not there yet. Let us begin again. Today we celebrate, not sure that's the right word, but we acknowledge that this is World AIDS Day. And still there are those who with that illness are discriminated against and those whose, whose lifestyle is still not accepted. We are not there yet. Can we begin again? We have known so many Advents and just as many Christmases, and we have embraced the light of Christ in a million small ways. But the fullness of light is still on the mountain that we journey toward. And as we hear the cry of Jesus, stay awake, we know that the light has dawned on us in the act of salvation once and for all. So let us begin again, so that our wakefulness is to the signs of the light all around us. Let us not despair, let us not surrender to what might be an overwhelming current ideology but let us stay spiritually tuned into the hope and the peace that may seem elusive but is not impossible. We may be busy about many things these days, perhaps more so than at any other time, like the men in the field and the women at the mill in the gospel. And we all know that those cares and those labors are demanding of us. And in this time of 
all times in this season of Advent, perhaps we come to a point where managed chaos is a virtue. But our spiritual eyes and our attitude can sometimes slumber. And so go, go to the heart. Go to what the heart knows. We see Christmas lights all around us. And we know they can also be a reminder of the darkness, but especially of the beauty and the light that is Christ. We see lights in houses all around us. And we know that those lights remind us to be grateful for shelter and remind us also that there are those without shelter. And we see the endless variety of things for, for sale. Huge discounts, apparently. And we can be reminded of how grateful we need to be for the plenty that is ours and also of the scarcity that many live with. And so we rejoice in being a gift of God's own love and being family and friends where those blessings take root and grow and spread because we're not there yet, but we keep walking toward the light of the Lord. So in these days to come of our Advent journey, let our hearts and our spirits be awake to the hope of the prophets, to the promise of the Christ, and to the truth of knowing that we can, once again, begin again.